Hello everybody and welcome to episode 5 of the Fetch Everyone podcast. Um, If you're new, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can get us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and probably other places as well. Do let us know how you're listening. And if you'd like to leave us a comment, feel free to visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast where you can leave, uh, you say what you like really. Yeah. Yeah. So hello Katie, you're, you're, you've got to do your thing. I'm here. Okay, you're sort of here aren't you, but you're a bit, feeling a bit rubbish this I'm a week. bit poorly. Um, I've got, I've picked up a virus from my, from my boy and um, yeah, I've just got a bit of a sore throat right now um, and I'm probably going to cough quite a lot, which I think will all get edited out and I'll sound perfectly gorgeous. <laughs> Like you always do. Uh, and it's definitely, do. definitely not from swimming in the river, is that? Would you like to point that out? <laughs> I would just say it's definitely really unlikely to be from swimming in the river and much more likely to be the snot monster up in his bedroom right now that's given this to me. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm now administering a biosecure hug to Katie. I'm turning and... my head away so that... <laughs> so we had some nice comments from users last week. Um, and the first thing that um, we need to address is people said... If I'm listening to this podcast and I don't know anything about Fetch Everyone, it just sounds like two nice-ish people having a chat about something I don't really understand. So what is Fetch Everyone, Katie? Well, uh, for me personally, um, (laughs) it's my training log. It's where I write my blogs and read lots of blogs. I visit the forum. We're going to talk a little bit more about threads that we particularly like a bit later on. But um, yeah, so training log first and foremost for me, it's where I log everything that I do. Apart from my yoga, I haven't got into get that habit yet, but I could do if I wanted to. Um, so I get to see all my stats laid out for the year, for the month, for the what, last whenever, however long I've been logging training for. Trainers, how long I've been wearing my trainers for. And yeah, it is a it's a community as well. So we have lots of chatting on the forums. We have blogs where people share quite incredibly amazing things. And especially, I think people would agree, over the last two weeks, we've had some astonishing blogs coming out. Um, how about you? Well, I wanted to highlight a, a comment I received after last week. Uh, I posted a link to a calculator that would, um, you put in your WAVA, your age grade percentage, and it would tell you, what uh, times you'd need to run at your 5k 10k whatever and I put a little note in it that said I recognize that gender is not a binary issue these days but the only data we've got on the these tables is um, very specifically male and female so what I did was rather than force you as a user to make a choice between male or female I just asked you to put in your Uh, your age grade and your age and then displayed both options because I thought I may as well show that bracket of of what's out there and I put a little note underneath that said uh, you know just recognizing that fact and someone got in touch with me and said thanks for doing that I've got um, children who are transgender and it makes a difference to me every time I see something like that and that really made my day that was really lovely to see um, because uh, one of the things that Fetch Everyone is to me is we're just not a template. We're not just there to crank a handle with you guys. We're really loving just how much we get to know about people and just how diverse people are out there. There are so many different things, and, and every week there's another story of someone, some some aspect of life that I'd never considered before. And you know, it's yeah. it's just an endless box of, of mystery, really. 
Yeah, I think another comment that I saw that kind of adds on to that was that um, it was actually on one of, I think it was on Goofy's blog, um, which has just been one of those absolutely amazing blogs in the last two weeks that I've read and lots of people have read. And and someone had written on there about how Fetch is a very safe place to be able to share this stuff, this kind of stuff, the sort of thing that you might be worried about sharing. It's a safe place to share it. And so when we are a running community and a swimming and a cycling community, but we're also, we're actually a lot more than that. Ultimately, there's only so much time you can spend doing your, your exercise. And there are so many other aspects to everybody's lives and it's those bits that add uh, the extra magic to what we've got. That's what it feels like to me. But now I'm all sort of cringing because I'm, I'm sort of going on about how nice it all is. And, and well, I'm, it is nice. That's yeah. just a fact. Thank you, everybody, for, for saying those things. I also wanted to mention something about our training log, which makes it pretty useful, and that is the colour bands. During the week, the scribbler was asking, how can I motivate myself to keep the effort going when I'm doing my speed work? And I said, well, do you use the the different coloured bands in your training log? And she said, no, I'd never really quite understood how to do that. So if you look at your any one of your training entries, assuming you're using a, a GPS, there is a little rainbow icon with like five different colours on it. And if you click that, it will take you to another page where you can adjust the boundaries for the different coloured blocks. And what I normally do is I use the the red band for my real big effort session uh, pace. So like uh, I've set it to be around about my 5k pace. And then there's the sort of the cool blue sort of easier color, which I've set down to be sort of like my marathon long run-ish sort of pace. And then I've used a couple of other bands in between there, like my half marathon pace. When you go for a run, you can see what percentage of your time was spent in each of those colored bands. So it's useful to see um, when you do a tempo run, whether you've, you've hit the mark all the way along. When you do intervals, you can see where the efforts all are. And when you're doing your long runs, you need to make sure that you keep a nice cool head on the on the pace. Well, we've got some advice about um, long runs a bit later on, but should we talk about the forums right now? Yeah, we've uh, we've each picked uh, a thread that's caught our eye during the last week. Mine is quite simply the panic buying watch thread, um, with all the talk about Brexit recently and. Uh, um, you know how all the sort of difficulties surrounding that there's a bit of sort of light-hearted uh, views on it um, on that thread where people can discuss the sort of things that they've been buying in preparation for the uh, the end of times that's my favorite f- thread for this week and what about you Katie? Um, I love the menopause and running thread I think it's been it's really taken off in the last few weeks what I've really liked about it is that we've had medical types on there giving sort of real information we've had people just sharing their symptoms we've had husbands of people who are having menopauses coming on and chatting and partners and it's just been it's just been great to, to see the support out there and also just the real variety of symptoms that people can have, the length of time they can have the symptoms for. And being 48, I'm just about um, heading into probably perimenopause now, but I'm starting to get a little bit hot now and again um, and various other symptoms. And it's just it's really nice to just chat it through with people who are going through the same thing. So that's that's probably one of my faves at the minute, yeah. especially as people don't talk about it very much, I think. Well, that's what Mariella Frostrup said on the BBC documentary that we watched, and we were both like, 
what really no one talks yeah. about this but we talk about it at home but apparently some women cannot talk about this to yeah, their partners I mean, and their colleagues and things we've seen some examples of how people have found the, the environment that they're in difficult to to bring the subject up so again it's one of those sort of safe spaces where hopefully you can talk about it and uh, get some good advice speaking of which we've got some advice for your long runs now we asked last week whether or not you could offer up some tips and advice on how to deal with your long runs and we've got a few useful bits of advice to come yeah, we had all sorts, actually. So um, Ronner's was quite a one that just caught my eye because he said he had to escape from a children's party in deepest, darkest Wolverhampton. He didn't really say whether it was Wolverhampton that was the, the worst bit or whether it was the best bit or whether it was the children's party that got him going. But I think we've all been to one of those children's parties, yeah, right? So, so thanks, Ronner's. Um, the scribbler also mentioned about getting dropped off somewhere and, and, and running home. And I think this shows like how some things work for some people and other things work for other people because the opposite end of the spectrum is loops close to home. People were saying they like if they can run a bit and have that option to, to drop out. And actually having the option to drop out means they're more likely to keep doing loops weird my suggestion really and this is one that i struggle with is to make a plan and to not just make it on the morning that you're going to go for your run but to make it the day before because what i do is i sit down and i think i'm going to go out in a minute and then i spend ages planning the route and i think oh that's got a big hill i don't fancy doing that do all your planning the night before so that you know that when you're ready to go you can just put on your kit lay it all out if you have to you can just get going you don't have to think about it on the on the day plan things like where you might uh, be able to go to the toilet if you need a toilet stop sometimes that's a real tricky one and also think about what you're going to do for water and fuel as your runs start to get longer those things start to get more important so think about maybe shops that you could call into with a pound coin stuck in your back pocket or even stashing a bottle somewhere in a plastic bag and picking it up later. Or a paper bag. Reduce your plastic use, folks. Um, interestingly, How Far and Fleecy had some really similar advice, and I quite liked it. It was to, to run with someone that you like, um, or run in a group, and run at the group's pace. And also to just stop and take photos of pretty stuff. So if you plan your route the night before and you've planned in some nice pretty areas or things to look at, or you see some wildlife, just... Just stop and have a look at it. And that can make it a much more all-round experience rather than focusing on I must get my miles, I must get my miles. You're thinking about other stuff and enjoying the other bits of long running, which frankly is getting out and seeing stuff that other people are not going to see. I find that when we're running together, you are like a, a metronome. When we go out for our runs, I know that pretty much every mile is going to be the same as the last one. So, And it really helps me to get into that right sort of bracket. Yeah, um, I think when we run together, I perhaps run only slightly quicker than, but a little bit quicker than I would if I was on my own. And you run a little bit slower than you would if you were on your own. But it is nice to have company and someone to share things with and chat to. Yeah, you can sort of pretend you're a hobbit on your way to Mordor with a, a ring in your back pocket. That's mm. what I like to think. Mm. So there are also some competing sort of strategies for making sure that you get the miles in. The first one which uh, Rosehip suggested was to do loops. I think it takes a lot of mental strength to keep going on those loops. And she alluded to that where she said 
sometimes when she gets back to the house she doesn't really want to go out again but it can be really handy for stuff like loo stops water whatever saying hello to the kids making sure they haven't burnt anything down or whatever um oh ron has uh, suggested being um dropped somewhere a little bit scary so you have to escape from it um so he mentioned deepest darkest wolverhampton and children's party i call that one the hansel and gretel approach have to find your way back and hopefully there's a trail of breadcrumbs and then there's going out and back i do this when i'm up in nottinghamshire i head out on the canal and keep thinking well every step that i'm taking now i've got to turn around and do it in the opposite direction you can extend your long run at the halfway point just by thinking well okay i'll do another half a mile now and then that's an extra mile in total so it's maybe an easier way to think about increasing your your distance because you're doing it whilst you're not enormously tired and the other thing I thought of recently was increasing your shorter runs our default short run when we go out and we're not really sort of feeling up for it is to just run around the the lake that's near us and that's a a three miler but then when you're looking at your long run and you're thinking well I've got to do a, a 10 mile long run it feels like a massive step up so what I've tried doing recently is making my my shorter runs just that little bit longer now so the our sort of default now is is five miles and then your eights and your tens start to look a little bit more like they're within reach so of course some of you might be listening to this podcast while you're out running so it's a pretty good tactic to keep yourself occupied on your long runs is to just listen to something and tune out from everything that your uh, your legs are telling you we occasionally listen to marathon talk Tom Williams says we're on his playlist now so hello tom if you're listening we're also big fans of the archers and the friday night comedy um katie what do you listen to apart from that oh well i love listening to the news quiz and dead ringers although both of them have me giggling sometimes when i'm out running which can be a bit kind of embarrassing you have to turn it into a bit of a cough or something but also desert island discs is a big favorite of mine tom daly was on there and you know or we all know what tom Daly's well known for is diving off very high boards but and it his was tiny shorts and his tiny you got to me call them shorts really no. his tiny speedos but it was also just really interesting to hear about his life and how actually what a rough time he had of it after he did so well at such a young age because kids are basically horrible and didn't want him to have done so well for me you hear about people who've done extraordinary things and just a bit about their lives as well we're quite radio four in our house it would seem we are a bit yeah. yeah i've also been through all the harry potter books multiple times on my long runs they're a pretty good listen even now so what do you listen to leave us a comment and let us know and we'll try and broaden our own horizons yeah and we've, we're going to have a thread which is fetcheveryone.com forward slash long run and hopefully we'll collect up lots of advice there could be a useful resource for someone running their first marathon this year first half marathon but just lots of ideas to little psychological tricks to keep us going because we all need those we've had a, a really lovely recording sent in from maz h i'm really hoping that we'll get some more people from well all over the place really sending in their recordings because although maz on the thread is being very humble about her recording and and saying that it's not very good and all of those things i really enjoyed it and i think you'll enjoy it too and she's got some good thoughts on kit to work when you're training in cold weather she's got a lovely scottish voice so enjoy yeah hello fetches it's maz h here thanks to ian fetch himself and happy g for suggesting that i do a wee piece as our northeast scotland correspondent so have you got the weather yet we certainly have some here in aberdeen not major deep snow just some flurries which have kind of frozen by an inch or two some of the pavements are treacherous and they probably won't melt for weeks and weeks it is as we say in the northeast kind of skitey at least when there's a big snow 
you can actually still run in it and you can feel fairly sure-footed and not scared for your life or for your race aspirations. Are you like me? Does your life flash before your eyes when you take a slip or a trip and you've got big races planned in the future? I know the first thing I think about is, oh my God, my marathon. Now, we've had a few cancelled park runs up here in the northeast in recent weeks, but we are very lucky to have one that never cancels by the seaside. So there's always somewhere to go on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Watch this space. This will be the kiss of death in Aberdeen park run and shock cancellation story next week. Do you have any particular cold weather kit advice for fetches? For the few really bad snow days that we get, is it actually worth investing in loads? I always feel like a bit of a rookie when it comes to winter running kit. I don't have the best expensive gear and my trail shoes are probably about six or eight years old. Although, in honesty, they've not done that many snowy miles, so they're probably good for a while yet. I get hot anyway when I'm running, so too many layers can definitely be counterproductive. But what I do like to do is keep my arms and my hands warm. I tend to wear arm warmers with a long sleeve top in the winter, so your hands, your arms, your wrists are doubled over, but your torso isn't really overheating. I have been known to wear pound shop luminous leg warmers in disco colours as arm warmers before now. 99p. You can't really argue with that, can you? Ever the frugal Scott. Did you see the recent article on Park Run's Facebook page about barefoot runners in Finland who have been running their winter runs and their snowy park runs in three pairs of woolly socks? No trainers, obviously, barefoot runners. Apparently their feet stay super warm and super dry, which is a bit mad, in socks. I think I should start a discussion thread on Fetch on it and we should try it anyway. These were just some food for thoughts about the winter running from the ground level, as it were. I'm in no way qualified to talk about snowy, traily, ultra-distance winter running like some of the nut jobs on fetch but do remember that winter miles make summer smiles naomi metronome told me that so it must be true thanks for listening fetches take care bye oh man that was lovely it was really nice to hear your voice and introduce me to a new word skyty i don't think we've got an equivalent in wales that's uh suitable for before the the watershed anyway i'll, I'll try and use that one a bit more in conversation we say a bit miz a bit miz yeah in england yeah loving the leg warmers idea i'm a big fan of leg warmers actually because i'm a child of the 80s i absolutely love that but my um top tip for winter winter clothes really is dry rope <laughs> obviously you can't wear it to run in but it is absolutely fantastic for hiding in before park run and after swimming on a saturday morning it's just like standing in in your duvet really until it's time to start and the other thing I, I love doing in the winter is wearing knee socks under my tights because my calves do have a little bit of a tendency to get a bit tight and cold and so double layers on there and I never get too hot that's the thing with me though so I know some of you like Maz was saying get a bit hot that's a difficult layer to unwind from I reckon if you if you had your dry robe zip open you could run with it and and maybe just use it as some kind of resistance training you know yeah, you know if you didn't want to take it off my go-to kit for the winter is definitely something or other to keep my hands warm because my fingers just go really white when they get too cold and then they get really painful then when they're when they're warming up so I've got a bunch of tops where I can pull my hands into the sleeves just when we're out dog walking stuff like um, like mittens rather than gloves because you 
can keep your fingers together in them. And, and if you're silver shadow, you just quickly crochet yourself a pair of gloves over a day, like she did this last weekend. <laughs> and does she run in them? No, but she came and watched us swim in them. And the other thing I really liked was that winter miles is equals summer smiles, something I passed on to my dad. He really liked that one because he's up in his mileage at the moment. So on to the Six Nations now, and we feel like we went on a bit long about that last time, so we'll, we won't go on forever. But Katie, you're a bit of a sort of a World Cup octopus of predictions. You got all yes. the predictions right last time. I'm so. very much like an octopus in many, many ways, actually, but I'm not going to go into that now. This weekend, we've got Scotland Island. It's a tricky one, actually. I don't want to upset how far again. I think it's going to be really close. I think it might be a draw. A draw? Whoa, well, that's quite a, yeah. quite a statement. Italy, Wales, Wales are going to just show Italy how to score tries, one after the other. Oh, okay, I'll settle for that. And England, going on the performance at the defence that we we showed up with um, over the weekend I reckon we're going to win that one and hopefully France will play like they did in the second half of the Welsh match although I don't want it to be just like you know France were rubbish so England won kind of thing yeah so England so basically draw Scotland Ireland Wales win England win right okay well I think the way that England defended so aggressively can't see France doing anything against them. I think Anscombe and Williams are probably going to start for Wales again to give them another chance and hopefully it won't be raining, we might see a bit more attacking Bruce rugby. Williams? Bruce Williams, yeah, yeah my, that's my dad. And Scotland, Ireland I think probably Ireland are going to get a real sort of telling off from their management and Scotland might be facing a bit of a, a backlash this coming weekend. So I'm going with Ireland, Wales and England. And that's it for another week. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Um, we'd also love to hear more voices on the podcast, so we've tried to make it even easier for you to do that. There's an email address now where you can send your audio questions. So get the voice recorder on your phone, record us a question, and then send it to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. And then if you, well, if you don't want to do that, you can also visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with any of your comments, questions or suggestions. And we'll see you next time. I am no longer here.